You're about to listen to the words and teachings of Pastor Shola Oshimakide of the household of David. Be blessed. Second Corinthians 5 21. I'm no longer a slave to. <laughs> Hallelujah. I just want to explain what makes your life unusual. What gives you boldness, confidence, and the one that does not fluctuate with time. Understand is powerful. And it is true, but very sad. That more than 70% to 80% of Christians don't know exactly about resurrection and what really happened. And when you don't know, you cannot really benefit of it. Praise the Lord. Look at this scripture. For he made him to be seen. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. For us, who knew nothing that we might be made the righteousness of God name. Ooh. Hallelujah. Somebody did not sin, but it was made a sin. Jesus Christ did not only carry our sin, Jesus Christ became our sin. He became sin himself. So the Bible says, for this is why God's mercy God's favor, they are not, favor is not fear, it is true. God stopped the fear from this day. This is very unfair. He made him who knew no sin. Somebody knew no sin. I made a saying that we, who are the we? The beginning of not catching things in church is to be quiet and be looking. You know, the time we're shouting and jumping, so we're just standing like that. Their Lord is still in the grave. So that's why they are mourning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I have told you before, when you go to any church, as you enter, cast away the spirit of depression, the spirit of, the spirit of heaviness. The same person that will go back to his car on his way, mommy, just with his family, just will just come to and keep quiet. It's not normal. It's called heaviness. Because in the kingdom of God, we shout. Heaven is not quiet, and if you are going there, you will not be quiet. If you are too quiet, I doubt if you are going to heaven. Because they don't want this of you there. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> for he made him to be seen for us. So he didn't just make him a sin. He did it for a purpose. And now the Bible says that we might be made the righteousness of God. Oh. Two things are very important. The Lord just helped me to rush within the time that we have. Jesus Christ did not only carry sin. He became sin. Jesus Christ did not give sin righteousness. He made you righteousness yourself. So the Bible says we are the righteousness of God. We have not only been made right, we have become God's righteousness. Do you understand what we're saying this morning? You know, because of what the church all over the world is used to, this message is a bit difficult to preach. But the Lord will help me this morning. There is a difference between God making a man right or making a man righteous and then God going extra length making the man his own righteousness. So we are not just righteous. We are the righteousness of God. So when you say, God, are you righteous? He says, yes. Prove it. He points to you. 
are you, are you getting what I'm saying? Isn't that too expensive kind of mind to fathom? But that's what the Bible says. And I want to try and explain a little. <laughs> Even though this will take us weeks. How God solved the equation, what got God here? To be able to look at a Christian, a Christian, a believer that is still snoring when he's sleeping, a believer that makes mistakes, a believer that go to pray and fall asleep in the place of prayer, and for God to say, this is my righteousness. That's bogus men. Hallelujah. If you should allow us to talk, we will protest that, Lord, no, 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 I, I, I can't be your righteousness. You can talk about Elijah. You talk about God said that all those who died without the blood being shed for them. But you are the righteousness of God because of a principle called principle of substitution. Hmm. Hallelujah. Let's try and journey to the beginning of this old stuff. <laughs> Let's go to the beginning of journey. Are you, are you ready this morning? How many people are alive here? Can I hear you shout amen again? Yeah. I want to be sure your heart is ready to receive what I'm about to share with you. Because you will never live in fear or in bondage again. And you will never need deliverance again. Because you have been set free already. You just need to know. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. Let's read something from Hebrews 10.35. Before we go to Genesis 3. Hebrews 10.35. Thank you, Jesus. Cast not away, therefore, your confidence, which had a great, which are great recompense of reward. What confidence? Cast not, therefore, away your confidence. Then I started understanding. How did Abraham walk with God? What did these guys, what did they know? How did David walk with God? And we're going to look at something about the two, these two guys. But let's check, first of all, from Papa Adam. What happened in the garden? What did man lose? And what has Christ brought? This is the... People have been told that, hey, okay, Abraham, Adam disobeyed God. But we need to really understand what exactly happened in the garden. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Genesis chapter 3. Are you really ready this morning? Praise the Lord. This is the difference between those who pray with audacity and don't think that God is doing them a favor answering their prayer. Religious mind does not like this. But you need to understand this. Hallelujah. So that you might have boldness in the day of judgment. For as he is so away in this world. Get to that in a while. And why there is no condemnation. Condemnation is beyond, I'll say you are condemned. Many Christians still live under. That's why prayers don't get answered. That is why you are afraid when you went to, want to pray for the sick. That is why you are afraid you are left alone. That is because you have not understood what Adam lost that Jesus had brought. And as long as you don't, forever and ever, you will keep thinking that there is one, just one more thing you need to do to be right before God. And you know what? It's an effort in futility. Are you following me? Praise the Lord. Your flesh will never stop telling you. That you need more, more patience, more holiness, more right thoughts. And as long as you are there, you are fixed here permanently because it's a problem that will not be solved. Are you getting me? Are you, are you with me? Yes, so, the Bible says, 
Now, the serpent was more subtle than any of the three numbers three. Let's go to three. But fruit, I have said this when she got him to talk about, said it at all. Let's start from verse five. From verse five. For God knows the day you eat it, your eyes shall be open, you shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. Next verse. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and it was pleasant to the eyes, she ate it and gave her husband, and he did it. Verse 7, and their eyes were open, and they both knew they were naked. So they were naked, but they did not know. A kind of divine presence covered them. Now, for the first time, they saw that they were naked, and they saw <laughs> fig leaves together and made themselves apron. Once you notice you are naked, this is what you begin to do. Either you are covered by the glory of the Father, or you start sowing aprons. That is when you try to discipline yourself. I will do better next time. Tomorrow I won't talk. I will not get angry. And before 12 o'clock, you have talked three times. You got angry more than the day you did not promise God that you will not get angry. As I have put to you before. <laughs> the day you say you won't think any wrong thoughts, you will think more. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you following me? Look at what the Bible says. So they, they, they were naked, but they did not know. But the day they got aware, they started trying to cover themselves. And then they started sowing. Then something happened. Next verse. And they heard the voice of the Lord. Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord among the trees of the garden. Mm. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Among the trees of the garden. You see, if you are in the forest and light is beaming from one place. If you are hiding behind the tree, you will still see some of the lights. They will pass. But you are seeing the light behind the tree. The tree can be people we go to for deliverance. The tree can be people we lean on. Once you cannot maximize a direct fellowship with your Heavenly Father, you are hiding behind the tree. Because when Jesus healed that blind man twice, the first time Jesus healed the man, he said, I see men walking out. The Bible can represent men. So hiding behind the tree is hiding behind men. One thing, anytime you submit prayer requests for a man to pray, you are bypassed the whole system, you are hiding behind the tree. Because the way you are telling the man to help join you in praying too, is to Heavenly Father, he lives in your room every day, yet you are going to employ someone else to help you talk to him. Can you get what I'm just saying now? It's a different thing to say, I agree with me. But you think that somebody's prayer is more potent than your prayer, you are hiding behind the tree. Nobody get what I've just said now. Yes, Hallelujah. Don't worry. Within the short time that we have, this will change your life. Because you will be bored, they will think you are arrogant. Are you following me? Praise the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. Paul said that when we said great was the boldness of our speech towards you. Because he saw something. They heard the voice of God. God said, next verse. Adam, where are you? And they said, we heard your voice, and we went to hide. He said, why? He said, because we are naked. And God said, who told you that we are naked? Let's stop there for a while. Dear Lord Jesus, help me that these people listening to me will be able to catch what I'm saying. And those who are watching. He said, who told you? God created Adam. He was naked, but he was never conscious of his nakedness. Dear presence of the father was so strong they could not see himself all he saw was the glory of god the first time they saw themselves was when they took the tree of knowledge of god. 
And the first time they took the fruit, the next time God showed up, fear. That was the first time Adam used that expression in his life. I am afraid. And some use that expression every day. I'm afraid it's about to rain. Afraid is about to rain. Hallelujah. <laughs> For the first time. And when God saw that they went to hide for an answer. But he was actually asking Adam one question. Where are you, Adam? It goes beyond physical location. What has happened? So maybe we can title this, where are we? And God was trying to show Adam something. You are falling from grace. That is why you are afraid of me. And that is why you are hiding behind tree. It's an indication that grace is absent. Are you following me? Praise the Lord. Now, what sin exactly did they commit? And so we understand this. We are going to make the same mistake. Was it the fruit that they ate? Not exactly the fruit. More of, Adam committed one major sin. And under the New Testament, this is the greatest sin. It is sin that gives birth to all other sins. It's not adultery. Adultery comes from this sin. It's not lying. Lying comes from this sin. It's not raining. It comes from this sin. Just one sin. God said, the day you eat the fruit, you shall die. The serpent said, if you eat, you shall not die. <sighs> Hallelujah. Are you following me? So the serpent made Adam to doubt what God said. Responding, consenting to the idea of eating the fruit was the result of doubt. And I'm going to show you New Testament. The difference between the old and the new. Doubt. Every sin is rooted in doubt. We'll get anywhere. If you see a Christian lying, it is because you do not believe that you are the righteousness of God. If you believe, that belief will produce the fruit in your life. Are you following me? In New Testament, they were told to obey the laws. A New Testament Christ who has obeyed the law lives in us, producing the result of it. Did you get that? Are you, are you, are you with me? Yes, <laughs> this is a, a little hard. Anyway, but God will also get it. Are you following me? Yes, Praise the Lord. This is, remember we started from, he made them sin, only no sin. So, Adam transgression. The main transgression was a sin doubt. The serpent said, do you really believe what God said that you, when you eat it? He said, no, don't mind God. And Adam believed serpents. And immediately heard something happened. And this word I want to talk about briefly. What happened was, what was responsible for him not being able to know he was naked? What made Adam for once, all the previous times, that God came to the garden. Adam was never afraid. Possible for him to fellowship with God. And I want to solve for many people the problem of why don't you hear from God? Some think you will fast more. I know those who have fasted for 21 days and heard nothing. Because by strength shall man prevail. Are you following me? Some think that when there are more kids, God will increase in your life. It's an effort in futility. There are those who practice Buddhism. Who stay in the monk? Who stay in the temple for 21 days without seeing anybody? They met, yet they are not the righteousness of God. It is not by any physical heart. Is somebody following me this morning? One of the things I'm doing 
is to remove from our lives condemnation of Satan that causes us to be weak, that causes us to want to be beggarly, to be weak and not accept what God has said. It's amazing how this is still operating in many Christians. That's why we are afraid. When we talk about rapture, now there are Christians who are afraid that when we talk about what what will happen, we are going to receive our reward before Jesus Christ. You can really talk like that when you have understood righteousness. Are you following me? Amen. I'm still trying to be sure that what I'm saying is going inside people. Are you following me? Thank you, Lord Jesus. <laughs> Any moment from now, I will speak to the family under the anointing of the Holy Spirit. There will be transformation in many families this morning. And one of the things I'm picking in my spirit is whatever holds people down financially will give way this morning. For the rest of your life, you never beg men to help you again. Please shout a living amen. amen. No matter how I teach faith, no matter who teaches faith, if we don't start from where I'm standing from now, you can never have faith. It's about where you stand in this realm of the spirit. It's like turning your radio or your TV to a wrong channel and wanting to watch something else. Everything begins with being at the right channel. And that's what I'm trying to tell you now. So this is the foundation of eternity. Are you following me? So what did Adam lose? And what is that confidence that the Bible says we should not cast away? That it has great reward. How come when God said to Adam, don't eat any of the trees, how did he hear? And how come you are not hearing what God is saying now? How did Adam hear the voice of God? How did he know the names of all the animals? And how was he in the garden with lion and the lion made no attempt to attack him? How come he was never hungry once? How come he did not go out asking every lady out? When it was time to marry, God made the woman and brought her to him. Isn't that a beautiful life? How come one man, one man, there were three rivers in the garden, or four rivers, and one of the rivers had gold inside for one man? Adam. No one the Bible says, what is man that thou art mindful of him? Angels were asking God that question, and David picked it by the Spirit. He picked it by the angels saw God. After all that Adam did, after Genesis chapter 6, when the sons of God came to the house and God used the floor to destroy the heart, and they saw him on the throne, he just sat down and he was thinking. And maybe one of the angels said, what are you thinking about? And the Almighty God said, man. And one of the, all the angels said, sorry, what is man? Thou are mindful. What is about this species? Or why are you so care? Why are you so concerned about them? And God said, you don't understand. You don't understand what really happened at the beginning. Adam was God's righteousness. Mm. I have told you the story of creation before that creation did not start with Adam. Lucifer was created long before Adam and he fell long before Adam. But when God created Adam, he created a being the way he never created angels. So he said, let us make man in our house. And after our likeness. He never said that when he was creating angels. So he created a man. And when Adam came forth from the almighty God, God looked at him and he saw his righteousness. He saw his glory in man. He saw his image in man. Man doubted God. And that was a serious offense. Let me say this this morning. I, 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 this is a class if you miss. If you are dozing, open your eyes well. That is the devil making you to miss that. It's important. You, you've never heard me say that, but I'm telling you right now. Because this is what you need to get. It's a foundation. 
It, I can't rush over it and do my normal way of shouting and because I have to be sure everybody's getting what I'm saying. And we have to look at the Bible, not me just telling you what I already know, but we have to look at the Word of God as our foundation together. Because I do not want any, any one of us, whatever level anybody, this is what makes believers to be in a room apartment. Landlord says he's coming tomorrow, and his audacity to say that by the time he comes, his money will be ready. Some others will run to one, one pastor to are begging everybody to help them. This is the difference. This is why some people pray an active prayer. One makes some people to sit down in their chair and you talk about, you, you tell some people that there are first response for your problem. They laugh and tomorrow they say that come tomorrow I will show you results and they do. Some other Christians not look like that. It's not that those ones are more prayerful powerful. I am sharing with you what separates the two. Because I do not want to see anybody again on the other side. The way some Christians live Christian life if you look at their life, you will almost think of life that all these scriptures in the Bible are just uh, fake promises. So they seem to always want to beg and think God is so far off. It is because something is not understood. And that's what I'm saying today. The Lord showed me and he said I should share this with everybody. Are you with me? This is what sets people free. Have I ever gone to join any queue for prayer? If, what makes some people do this? This is why they are pouring coke on people's head to anoint it for joy and they put their head there. It is because some things are not understood. So if I, if I started this morning by telling somebody, ah, if you, if you want to work Africans off very well, when they come to your office, they make sure the problems are affected. Ah! With this kind of problem, you need 21 days fasting. They will believe. Because human beings are satisfied with the works of the law. They work out something. So you feel okay. When you have abstained from food for seven days, you now think that has qualified you to talk to the devil. Then in all the nations where children are dying of hunger, that shouldn't be there at all. Because some of them have not eaten for four days, they should be more than qualified. Is the devil afraid of your fasting? And is your flat belly anointed enough to command him to go? Did you hear what I've just said right now? Many times our confidence is more in Jesus. It is in what you want to do. When they say seven nights of praise, by the time we praise God for six hours for seven nights, on the seventh night we do 12 hours, and I say your victory is sure. Some people go home with joy. Their confidence is not in the word God. It's in the fact that you have stopped for seven nights. You know what? Satan is not afraid of your night. He doesn't sleep at all every night. If I'm preaching, shout amen. Are you, are you hearing me? It's the Lord. What I've just said now, I am setting some people free from bondages. And the devil likes it because he knows, even if your faith is active because of those seven days, it will make sure that on the fifth day you are sick and you take tea. Or you eat bread. And the nation starts as since you have eaten. The power, ah, Satan is wicked. He's very wicked. He tells people that since you, oh, they said they should come and pray in the morning. On your way to prayer meeting, you got angry. So you cannot come God and you accept. Oh, but when Jesus said, in my name shall cast out demons, he didn't add fasting with him. He had that just one thing. His sign shall follow them that. <laughs> Once the devil is trying to get me, it's a thought that comes all of us to rely on the works. So I said, no, no. Hallelujah. Are you following me? Praise the Lord. God has told me before that fellowship with me, I pray. Because you want to learn more from me. Not because you want to address spirit or anything. 
When you want to address, stand only in the name of Jesus. Any other thing is the arm of the flesh. Did somebody hear this? This will make. <laughs> ah, something made Jesus Christ. He was sleeping. When the water was entering the boat, when they woke him up, he just said, Peace. The disciples are trying all kinds of formula. I confess, the water is not inside. Water out. Water. Jesus woke up from sleep. And he just said, there, there, Something must happen to you to be able to do this. That regardless of what, you are talking premiership in your office. And the situation arises, and in one word, you silence the adversary. Not that ah, today I didn't do devotion. Come tomorrow. <laughs> Is somebody following me? Praise the Lord. It's something simple I want to say. I'm just trying to see how I can prepare the ground. Because I want us to... <laughs> oh, dear Lord Jesus. You know... <laughs> yesterday night I was just praying and I was about to sleep and in a vision three times between 1 a.m. and 5.30, three times I saw a vision of everybody here and I was talking to everybody about this and I saw that during the course of talking, the power of God broke up in one corner of the church and things started happening Hallelujah. but I saw that I was sweating and I was praying everybody that please understand what I'm saying last time that happened to me has been very long that means Angels are mighty. This message is very important because freedom is coming to everybody. Yeah. Remember the day I told you, I want to see how easily religion can cause us to stray. Father in heaven, humbly we come before you. That's a wrong approach because you must know what the Bible does not know. The Bible says, Let us come boldly. And it's telling us that humbly we come. How many of you have prayed that prayer? And how many of our hymns are like that? Humbly we come. Show me one place. That says, come humbly in the New Testament. Not one. Where did we get it from? It is from condemnation. We think that when we come humbly, the father is pleased. It is when you come humbly, something is missing. That's what I'm about to share. Father is not pleased. The father is pleased when you come boldly. You are not God. He is God. He said the protocol of coming to my presence is to be bold. When you fabricate your own, is to Then you are going against the protocol of heaven. You know why he wants you to be bold? Because you are his righteousness. When the Christ shows up before God, the Father is happy. He does not want that even the earthly Father, the Father of the prodigal son, because the boy wanted to start reciting. Father, I know I've sinned against heaven and against the Father just said, it's a robot. Oh, God. <laughs> Have you thought about that before? The Father did not let him finish the jargons he wanted to say. He reacted what he thought would touch the heart of the Father. The Father, I have sinned against you. I'm not worthy to be. He was about to ask to become slave. But the Father didn't let him talk. He said, you know what? There is something about you. You are my son. And he said, oh, call for party. The party was so outraged that even like it, that this boy went to live anyhow and what you think of doing is to give him a party. That's his father. And the Bible says, if you being evil, you know how to give gifts to your children. How much more? Your heavenly father. Oh, many people are coming home this afternoon. Are you with me? <laughs> this message we taught because we know the love of God. And you will know that he's still calling you. And that he holds nothing, 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 nothing against you. Tell your neighbor, nothing is wrong with you. If you're under the blood of Jesus. Say to someone, they say, nothing, nothing. is with you. Nothing. That the only person that will tell you something is wrong with you is the accuser of the brethren. And you must not make the same mistake that I made. Don't make the mistake that I made. Don't listen to him. 
Can I hear amen? amen. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> so what left? What happened to Adam? It was tree of the righteousness. And I will explain righteousness in a while. That righteousness gave him audacity. Ability to hear God. Ability to obey God. God did not name any animal. Adam named them. And for the first time, he said, I am afraid. Ah! And God said that, who told you you are naked? Have you eaten what I said? He said, yes, Lord. He said, the woman you gave me. But let's stop on Adam. I want us to read Romans chapter 5, verse 17, as I begin to close. Romans 5, everybody say righteousness. righteousness. Say it again, say righteousness. righteousness. That is what is missing. What is righteousness? Hallelujah. Righteousness is not right doing or right living. It will produce right living, but not right living. Righteousness in the Bible. Ah. <laughs> Let's start from the first verse. I said, so the greatest sin is unbelief. And this is where the devil comes from. Unbelief. Genesis chapter 15, verse 6. Before we read Romans 5, 5 17. Genesis 5, 6. 15, Genesis 15, 6. I should have stopped. But everybody pay attention. I must talk to you. And I must finish this. Under this ministration, no satanic activity is permitted. Amen. If you are listening to me and you are praying under your breath, you are receiving answers to your prayer right now. Amen. He believed God. Let's start from verse 5. This is the first person to call the righteous man in the Bible. He brought, forth, he brought him forth abroad and he said, Look towards heaven. Take the stars. If thou art able to number them, he says, So shall the seed be. Verse 6. He believed the Lord. Everything concluded part together. There is a kind of righteousness that has to do with what you That's not what the Bible is talking about. This kind of righteousness, it is counted. It is given. It's a gift. It has nothing to do with do's and don'ts. Please pay attention. Even though it's correct ability, it's not do's and don'ts. It's a gift. So what did Abraham do that made him righteous? Nothing. He only believed God. So God told Abraham, he didn't say stop like Abraham, stop lying, and then the Bible said that Abraham became righteous. No. One simple thing. Your seed will be mighty. And he said, I believe you, Lord. And God told him, yes, it's righteous. For believing me, he said, I count it. Romans, uh, let's read Romans 4 before we go to Romans 5. Are you following me? Uh, do you believe the Bible? Praise the Lord. Because I will end this message by telling you who you are. And all I need you to do is, to, that's why I'm arranging this so that you, not mental assertion, not just accepting mentally, but from your heart. Let's read. What shall we say that our Abraham, please, see our vision. He's here in the Bible study. Our father has found pertaining to the flesh, had found. For if Abraham were justified by works, he had something to glory, but not before God. For what's here in the scripture? Abraham believed God. Shall the world counted? counted. Say it again. Oh, we never forget a church in Abelta when I was growing up. These people were so committed. I've told us before, cop, husband, and wife, they were so committed. Actually, the great givers in the church. And for about 11, 12, 13 years, they are no children. They are no children. And every time they will be praying and be saying to God that, Lord, we are serving you. We trust you. 
we are pleased. And then they will go to church and they will give seed and everything. Thank God for pastors who hear from God. The pastor was concerned about them and he was on his own praying that when will these people have their own children? And the Spirit of God told man, tell them they pray the way I hate. When they pray, they tell me what they are doing for me as the basis which I should give them a chance. He said, no. He said, tell them, let them only remind me of my promise that I said I will bless them with a child. Regardless of, so remove what you do from it. Talk about what I have said. What I have said is more than enough. Don't add what you have done. Did you get that? The pastor told them nine months they had their children. Arm of the flesh is terrible. It comes in subtly with because you live right. When you pray, God should answer. No. No. When you attempt to live, when you think because you live right, God does not even count your life as living right. Are you following me? It's not a call not to live right. I'm just saying, you don't bring any other thing before God. Did you get Hallelujah. Abraham believed it was counted. Verse 4. He said it's a walk of grave. Verse 5. Once the Bible said that it shall be counted to us, also 6. He said David grabbed the blessed, blessed and we'll come back to David later. Verse, verse 7, 8. And therefore it was imputed to him for righteousness. Verse 23. Not it was written for his sake alone that it was imputed to him. Verse 24. Look at this. For us also to whom what? How? What condition? Are you getting this? The Bible is saying that something was inputted. Talking about Abraham. And the Bible said that not Abraham only, if you also believe. The same thing happened to Abraham. What's righteousness that we are talking about? Hallelujah. According to Hebrew Greek translation, original translation of the Bible, the righteousness here is ability to stand before God without guilt, without inferiority complex, and without fear. Write it down. When you righteousness in the New Testament, ability to stand before God as though you never sinned in your life. Oh God. So when the Bible says, He made him who knew no sin to become sin, that we might become the righteous, we might become a man and a woman who stands before God without any sense of guilt. Or inferiority complex of fear. Hear that? Praise the Lord. <laughs> Tell your neighbor, I'm a righteous man. Say the Bible says, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. You see why the Bible says we should come boldly? That means when God sits on his throne and a sin shows up, this is what makes God what makes him rejoice. He finds no fault. It with you, and you should carry no guilt and no inferiority complex. Every time, including when Jesus appeared to again, and they fell down before and began to say, Lord, I'm worthy, I'm not worthy, I'm, he corrected them immediately. I made you worthy. That is the whole essence of me dying. Adam, when he ate that fruit, because of unbelief, right left him, and immediately fear came in. Inferiority complex followed. When he saw God, he went to hide. When Jesus came, he obeyed God and brought righteousness back. So righteousness in New Testament. <laughs> Romans 5, 7. Something, sorry, Romans 5, 17. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I, I, so many things to say, but I have to stop. Are you getting me? I want to be sure somebody's, are you hearing what I'm saying? Praise the Lord. This 
whole thing is based on the fact that God cannot lie. It is based on the fact that Jesus Christ did it all. So our faith is rooted in the finished works of Christ. Hallelujah. Nothing can be added to it. So we accept what it says about us and the thing begins to manifest in our lives. Look at this. By one man's offense, Apostle Paul was trying to say, this is the best way you can understand this. Can I ask you a question? If a baby is born into the world today, is it be a sinner? <laughs> so if somebody is seven years old, but it's not born again, somebody ten years old is not born again, it's not even does this, does it like that. Is it still a sinner if it's not born again? No, answer very well. Some don't know. <laughs> That's they are. They, they. A sinner is not somebody necessarily committing sin. A sinner is somebody that the blood of Jesus has not answered for. If you have not come to Christ, you are a sinner. Even though you are not doing anything wrong, you are wrong by identification because you are flowing because of the bloodline of Abraham, your power. So there are two generations. So we have the first Adam. And we have the second Adam. First Corinthians 15. If you are not from the second Adam, Jesus Christ, you are for the, from the first Adam. If you are from the first Adam, however good man you are, you are a sinner by God's calculation. Some Christians are talking about Christians. Even some believers say are better than Christians. See listments. You don't understand redemption. No unbeliever is better than extent. There are Christians who behave like crooks. Yes, it is true. But a Christian that is bought by the blood is superior to an unbeliever. However good your unbelieving friend is, where trumpets are, there's no space for them in heaven. Nobody enters heaven by good deeds. There is only one door, and his name is Jesus Christ. If, he is not, if you have confessed him as Lord, heaven will bounce you, no matter how good you are. And you see, the extent that is struggling, misbehaving, heaven can open for him because he believes in Jesus so when we stand before every really certificate that matters is Jesus Christ. There is a mix. There are Christians who don't know this again. They think I'm not believing for that. It's very nice. Very nice to them. If the person is nice to your brother, start preaching the gospel to Otherwise, you will watch him. When you stand before the throne of grace and Jesus tells to march in, you will look back and see your brother going to hell. He helped you or not. You will keep the gospel away from you. When he looks at you, you will not have peace in him because you will enjoy watching him go to hell. He was so nice to you. Or not. You were enjoying his being nice, but you never told him that, brother, there is danger. If you go this until of heaven for you, we don't tell people that again. We enjoy, my uncle is nice, very nice, very nice man. A gentle shout at you. It is true, he's a nice man. God will bless him here or not. But, so if you truly love him, reach him right now and tell him, must commit just Lord of his life. Close to God. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> by one, so I said, a 10-year-old boy, so he's a sinner. It's not a sinner by what he's doing. It's not because he came from Adam. So Paul is explaining that here. He said, by the offense of one man, only one man sinned. Only one man ate that apple in the garden or whatever he had. Maybe cucumber or whatever, or carrot or whatever he had in the garden. Only one man ate it. Or maybe they just use a kind of, a, maybe it was a symbol, maybe something symbol, we don't know. Whatever he ate. Sin came to human race because of one. Now the Bible is saying that they have much more than which receive abundance of grace. And of what? 
shall reign where? By who? Did you notice that expression there? Gifts of righteousness. When a man comes to Jesus, he gives you these gifts. What does this gift do? This gift helps you never to have inferiority complex, never to feel guilty once, but to stand before God with boldness. And when you show up, the Father rejoices seeing you coming in because you have God's righteousness. When this is not known, prayer will become something that we are begging God. Prayer will be weak and it will be difficult to exercise faith. If you don't teach people this, it becomes difficult to exercise faith. There are many people listening to me right now. Somewhere inside you, you are still afraid that if you are left alone, God will abandon you. You are still afraid. You are going by the faith of that Christian. I have seen Christians before who enter plane. And the woman said it in the testimony. She saw Pastor Boy in the plane and he said that now I know this plane cannot crash. That is, oh, my hope is built on nothing else. You might be the only one. I'm not saying uh, if a Christian declared that he doesn't have no. You, you might be the only one in a city where there is serious trouble and have been executed. If you say, Father, in the name of Jesus, you are as much of his son as Jesus Christ. Righteousness means what took place in 1 John 4, 17. And I went with this one. 1 John 4, 17. This is what we to understand that it makes you walk tall and it makes you walk bold and it frees you from trying to please God because God is pleased with you. So whatever you do for God, you do it with joy. You are struggling for the Father to accept you. You have accepted His love and it flows naturally. It flows naturally. We are not trying not to have a extramarital affair so that God can accept us. We have come to realize that we flow in us. So when we see other sisters, we just want to bless them. Because we are righteousness of God. In our kingdom, we don't take advantage of people. Shout the word again, righteousness. righteousness. Are you following me? When you get to your put your hands in the pocket, you are the righteousness of God. Oh, God knows that one of his own is in that office. And he's proud of you. Can I hear amen? amen. Some are still checking it. Hold on. Ask your neighbor, are you getting what he said? Praise the Lord. Otherwise, when they say in your office, you are waiting for Pastor uh, Ebele, or let me call Sister Tutu, the prayer coordinator. But the one who understands what I'm saying, you start by laughing. I am the righteousness of God. Things will not work only if I'm not here. I am here. God is here. Look at why you, at time when you want to this kind of story, first of all, close to that. Is this true? Is this true? Is the Bible bragging? Is this true? Look at. No wonder they put John in oil. The oil didn't burn him. You read the testimony of John. When all the apostles died, he outlived all of them. Look at his revelation. Aaron is our love made perfect. That we are boldness. Ah! Under is raining heavily with thunderstorm in that some Christians are afraid. He said, We are boldness of John. So when you talk about judgment around me, I begin to rejoice. We are boldness in the day of judgment. And then the reason he said, Because as. He did not say, when we get to him, we shall be as he is. Ah. <laughs> John is strange. We come back, look at 1 John chapter 3, verse 1. He said, now, brethren, we the sons of God. He does not appear what we shall be. He said, when he appears, we shall be like him. Now we. He said, here is our Lord made perfect. That we are boldness in the day of judgment. He said, as he is. As he is. 
as he is. Oh, glory to God. Jesus sent 12 men that were not even baptized in the Holy house. And he said, he that heareth you, heareth me. Oh, as it occurs to you that you are Jesus, you are the extension of Jesus where you are, that he lives in you. He is our Lord in heaven that worship, but by righteousness, he reigns through us. As it occurs to you that when you stand before the, a demon-possessed person with this consciousness, that the demon has no choice but to obey you. It's not by seven. It's about the fact that somebody died. He rose again. He conquered Satan and he gave you righteousness. Oh, the apostles knew this. They were going for permission. They were yet to pray. When they told the crippled man by the gate, get up. He said, Peter said, silver and gold I am. He said, such as I have. You know, <laughs> when you listen to those who understand this, you will think they are arrogant. Peter did not say that such as we ask God to do for you. If some Christian Nigeria were there, we accuse Peter of being proud. How can you say such as? So you mean you have healing? You have healing. Are you God? Have you people talk like that? Are you God? Are you God? Somebody was making an announcement that, oh, I'm writing you tomorrow, miracles happen there. And the pastor was saying that, how do miracles happen? Are you God? It, it, it's religious. It, it, makes you, it, it sounds great as if you are humble. Only that it contradicts the word of God. Peter looked at the man and said, silver and gold, I don't have. Such as I, he did not even say I only have healing. He said, I have many other things. Such as. Healing is one of them. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. I will check my pocket. There's no pounds, no that, but there's breakthrough is there. He said, I can look at a barrel and say, give back. It's there. I can tell. He said, so such, such as I have. Now, <laughs> glory to God. Peter was not greater than any of you here. Such as he had, you have. Oh, somebody should rejoice over this. <laughs> glory to God. Say it again. I have. I have. I can tell my business to pick up and it will pick up. I can tell Satan to stay from my family and it will stay. I, as I have. How can a Christian be dreaming that somebody is pressing you? Press the person back. Wake up and say in the name of Jesus Christ, you fellow pressing me, I bless you. <laughs> and the person will never try it again. Don't tolerate the devil. He is wicked. Don't tolerate empty pockets. Greater is he that is in you than the one that is in the world. Be the light of the family. Bring others into salvation by producing extraordinary results. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Christ in this ability, declare it, stand for it. Glory to God. Oh God. When David stood, this is, you know, ah, Psalm 32. Psalm 32. Do you feel the anointing of the Holy Ghost here? This message, listen over and over until it enters your spirit. So it takes more than three, four times. So let something settle. It becomes no matter what. There was a, when we were growing up, there was a pastor, one of the churches I attended. Okay, my cousin was there. So when we were there, we go to that church. The pastor condemned many women wearing trousers, saying all sorts. Until one day at the airport, I remember the airport here. Somebody said epileptic seizure. There was a lady with big earrings. And what I'm, I'm not saying necessarily that anybody should wear like that. Big earrings. 
and she was wearing tights. She woke up to the man saying, in the name of Jesus, epilepsy out. And the guy got before everybody at the airport. The pastor came back to church and his theory changed. I am not saying Christians should dress well. But I'm just saying that many times, many of you are living permanently there thinking, if I am more holy, my prayer will be more answered. If I can do, if there are things you need to correct, fine. But understand the fact that righteousness has been given to you as a gift. If you understand what I'm saying now, naturally you live right. The blessings will be so many, the results will be so many that what donates you is love. Because it is what control the kingdom we have. You can't be offended. You can't want to retaliate. And the Bible says if you understand love, you have mastered everything. If you understand love. Something tells a married man, why should you go for someone? That means you are not demonstrating love to you. So you can't. When you give someone your word, I'll be there. You can because you love. Love dominates you. Glory to God. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you for listening to the teaching of Pastor Shola Oshumakinde. We believe you have been blessed. Worship with us at David's Court, number 25 Mojidi Street, off Towing Street, Ikeja, Lagos. On Sundays, our first service starts by 8 a.m. and our second service by 10 a.m. While our midweek service starts by 7 p.m. on Wednesdays. Go and do great things. God bless you.